Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome in. It's Wednesday. It is stoppage time after a very disappointing Atlanta United loss last night in Fort Lauderdale. 4-0 to enter Miami and Lionel Messi and Sergio Busquets. And Robert Taylor, who we've got to start including in that level right now, the way he's playing. Uh, Big doubleheader tonight at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Two Premier League friendlies going on. Big game going on at the Women's World Cup as well at 9 p.m. The U.S. Women's National Team rematch of the 2019 Women's World Cup final against the Netherlands. We'll be live on 92.9 The Game tonight at 11. Myself and Jessica Charman post-game show on the U.S. Women's National Team. We'll get you caught up on everything going on around the tournament as well as we're starting to get into the business end of the group stage and, Mike, we got the business end of the group stage in the League's Cup coming up on Saturday. It's really simple now. Winner moves on. Loser goes home and has a long break before their league resumes. Atlanta United, Cruz Azul, Saturday night. A lot in common between those two teams as well, including the fact that they're both on four-match losing streaks. Uh, and well, Atlanta's lost three. Yeah, uh, three. Yes, well... Both teams have lost three in a row. <laughs> yes, yes. Cruz Azul's lost five in total. Atlanta's lost three. It's not good yeah. for either one. Well, it's an average of four. four yeah, there you go. There you go. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I'm, I'm actually uh, kind of surprised that the sun came up today. I was, uh, I was kind of thinking <laughs> after going through the bird app last night, the sun was not going to come up today. So um, I tried uh, to sleep as late as I could, so I missed that part of the day. Unfortunately, I didn't really get much of the option, but, but the sun did come up. Look, I, I, I looked something up um, 
before the show today that I, I just I think this is important context because I've seen a lot of really hot takes. And unfortunately, I think some of the hot takes are coming from people who are employed by the league to cover the league, not just independent people who cover the league, but people who are employed by major league soccer. Uh, that's not there are wild narratives out there right now about how the class of major league soccer was, was placed under indictment last night and rabble, rabble second tier league and rabble, rabble Atlanta United worst team in history and rabble, rabble, <laughs> rabble, rabble, that. Wait a Are, minute. If, if Atlanta United's the worst team in history, what does that mean for teams 12 through 29 yeah. in the league table right now? I, I, I yeah, well, I, I guess only the top eight in the league matter. I don't know. Okay, um, just checking. I, I looked something up though. Because I think this is important. All right. Messi had a great game last night. Fair yeah, play. To did. The, guy, the guy is just unbelievable. He had two goals and two assists. Uh, Inter-Miami, fair play to them. They won in a blowout, 4-0. Mm -hmm. I think the score line, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I know everyone on the Twitch pitch is going to be upset about this. I'm going to be honest. I thought the score line was a little unfair to Atlanta United. Yeah, Inter-Miami deserved to win. But let's go back. I just rewatched the match moments ago before coming on with you, Jason. Atlanta United. Wow, you're a glutton for punishment, Mike. No, well, because I wanted to confirm the feeling that I had last night. Atlanta United got off to a really good start. Mm -hmm. And then they give up the goal, and they almost got it right back. Mm -hmm. Almost got it right back with Brooks Lennon hitting the post. Put it, one it, in the back of the net early that was offside, and, and I thought it was right watching it live, and the replays didn't have anything to overturn it. Yeah. Um, and then Lennon, uh, I, I'm pretty sure he's crossing there, but, hey, we've seen these things happen before. It almost ends up in the back of the net, and then it's 1-1, and who knows where things go. It, precisely. And, and so it's 1-0, and you're coming back, and then you give up the second goal, and the balloon deflates. And then you give up the third goal you really couldn't afford to give up before halftime. Mm -hmm. But, you know, in the second half, again, match state a factor. It does. But yeah. you're, you're really getting some things clicking in the second half. Almada drawing a couple big slates. I mean, you're not expecting Drake Callender to become Oliver Kahn all of a sudden. And it might not have been a difference maker in the result, but – you know, you walk out of there losing 4-2 as opposed to 4-0, the narrative might be slightly different today. I don't know. But anyway, I, I yeah. looked this up, and, and I, I want you to I, I want you all to consider this just as part of context because everyone's saying that Messi emasculated the league last night and, and that the league's junk because Messi came in and did that. Just in the last three years, okay, I'm not talking about you know, Messi when he was in his 20s. I'm talking about just in the last three years. Matches in which Messi has scored two or more goals and his team has won by three or more goals. Okay? In the last three years, nine different sides in La Liga have had that happen to them. Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. La Liga, albeit top-heavy, considered to be one of the top five leagues in the world, right? Albeit yes. top heavy. Yeah, they're definitely one of the best uh, top four. Different La Liga side. And by the way, we're talking about the last three years, so that's really only one year, okay, if you think about it. Yeah. Nine different La Liga sides have had that happen to them. Three different Champions League sides 
have had that happen to them. Jason, correct me if I'm wrong. Like the the UEFA Champions League kind of thought to be like the cream of the crop of clubs in the world, right? Last time I checked. I mean, I didn't take my brain pills this morning, but I'm pretty sure that that's a globally accepted standard. Yes. Five different national teams have had that happen to them. Okay. Lose by three or more with Messi scoring two or more. Okay. Not, not just in friendlies, by the way, in combable. Um, It it was a much closer match than a a three goal spread, but even France gave up two goals to Lionel Messi, France (laughs) world cup runners out in the world cup final. Two different league on sides have had that happen to them. Uh, probably at the bottom of the top five of the world, but still. Yeah. So, guys, Messi does this. D- let me this l- let me does. let me throw these numbers into the mix, just for anybody who is going to try to say, yeah, but those those numbers were were old, and, and he's he's older now, and he's he it's a retirement player. league, and <laughs> blah blah blah. So, in the last season in Europe, 2022-23, Erling Holland had an amazing year at Manchester City. He scored 50 goals in all competitions. Messi scored 58. Um, Kylian Mbappe played in the same team as Messi, so you, you can't say the, whoa, the Premier League and, and Ligue 1. Mbappe had 52 goals, uh, plus assists, sorry. Um, Messi had 35 goals and 23 assists. Holland had 45 goals, 5 assists. You, you look at like the rest of the numbers for Holland great goal scorer he wasn't doing anything else Mbappe was doing some other things 42 goals but only 10 assists Messi over a thousand more passes than Kylian Mbappe more dribbles almost twice as many key passes and that's the other element to this and that's what struck me last night and it's something that MLS teams are going to have to to figure out how to deal with and Miami won't hit on all those cylinders every game. It, it's just, it's impossible. It, you don't do that as often when you have some lesser talent around, but also players get older. But Messi wasn't just getting the ball and scoring a Golasso. He really figured out quickly, and his teammates figured out quickly, how to get the best out of him, how to play with him, how to play for him. And that really surprised me. I did not think it would look that cohesive. Now, again, second half, the intensity dropped and you started to see passes given away. Messi actually asked to be subbed out, which is the first time I've ever seen that happen. Um, It was hot. And yes, he's still working himself back into shape. But look, he's very possibly going to win the Ballon d'Or this year, not just because his national team won the World Cup, but because he led the best players in the world in goals plus assists last season in all competitions. That's insanity that now he's in this league. And then the narrative would flip from Golden Ball at the World Cup that just ended seven, eight months ago. Golden Ball there. Golden Ball at that tournament. And what he did in Europe and in France with PSG to now, oh, well, MLS is terrible because he did this. He's done this to almost everybody. Like, it happens. Sometimes happens more often than others. Because, look, he can't play at the top, 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 top level every single game. But, man, you can go back through La Liga. You can go back through Ligue 1. You can go back through Champions League games that he took over. And... 
that's really the thing about Messi. And I wish I could remember who said it out of Argentina, but it was a fascinating comment. Messi is at his best when, I'm, a, I'm paraphrasing here, when he is angry or when he is completely free. And right now, you look at him playing, he's completely free. He is enjoying his football. He's enjoying this move to, to Miami. He's just enjoying life right now. And he's playing with total freedom. And look, outside of last night, it's a joy to watch. When it's against your team, it's really difficult. And I thought, and I said it last night on the post-game show, and I stand by it, I thought at times Atlanta United was playing against the myth of Messi as much as the man because he's that guy. Yeah, He's just that guy, and it's insane. Yeah, it felt almost too reverential. At times, Atlanta, yeah. Like, too passive. Not that Atlanta and, – and, like, I want to dispel this narrative, too. Atlanta United was scared. No, I don't think they no, were – No, that's not the right way to put I it. I think they were very respectful, which is understandable. Uh, and and you have to – you have to have a certain approach when you play Messi because you have to respect all the things that he can do. But I thought maybe Atlanta United at times last night, and Christopher Abel even just mentioned this on the Twitch pitch. I, I agree with this fully. Um, you know, Messi was not fouled once last night. Christopher Abel says he would have liked to have seen Messi get the same treatment last night that MLS teams give to Almada. And he also points out, and I, I have to agree with this. I know this is a, a hot-button topic, but I agree with this. A player like Franco Abara would have really helped Atlanta United last night in my opinion could have absolutely uh, could have i think ozzy alonzo <clears throat> did start to kind of change the mentality a little bit when he came in but it was way too late in fact that it was around the point Messi was about coming it was about to come out but we talked about it on the full-time report last night no snap in this midfield right now no teeth and sometimes you need a guy like an eric rometty or a franco abara who's gonna kind of get stuck in there a little bit and I'm not advocating dirty play or anything, no. but you don't want to let people run around on you with, with just total freedom uh, and no fear. And I, I felt like just at times last night, Atlanta United was way too deferential to Lionel Messi. Yeah, and, and to be clear, like I said, you also don't want to tick him off in a game because sure. he can go into Terminator mode. So it's not as simple as just fouling. Like, all the time. And I think you saw the balancing act that teams are going to have to try to find. Atlanta did not balance it well because you were beaten in multiple different ways. You dropped off to try to take away the options, and you got beat on that ball over the top from Busquets to Messi. Perfectly timed run. He ends up banking it off the post. At this point, I'll believe if he said he did that on purpose at this point he's so good but then that run from Messi through the middle okay there's a clip that's made the rounds that is pretty much a carbon copy of that goal from Ligue 1 during his yeah. time with PSG and what did I say on the post game show I might have said it in the run of play but I know I said it on the post game we've seen this goal before yeah. <laughs> if you've watched him play if you've noticed what he does 
when he gives the ball up in that moment, he's driving forward. He waits till the defense has to commit to him. They do. He lays it off. He doesn't stop. He wants to get to his spot. And in that play, that mode of play, he wants to get to the penalty spot because he wants that cutback. And full credit to Robert Taylor for knowing and doing the right thing and playing it to him. But he can't make that run after passing the ball off without getting bumped, without somebody else going to that spot as well. That's one where I, I think Santi Sosa doesn't continue the play. And he get and they get punished. But it's this balancing act. If you play him too tight, he can still be, get past you. And we've seen that happen, and we saw that happen with Cruz Azul. And if you play too loose to try to take the options away, he can still punish you that way as well. And there's other guys who can punish you. So you have to figure out what fits your team's defensive identity. And as we've talked about all year, that's been the issue for Atlanta United in 2023. The goal scoring is fine. And I think anybody who's trying to twist narratives around right now and worrying about the offense, this is the third game all year that you haven't scored in, period. Um, the offense has not been a problem in 2023, and it's not a problem. It's the defense. And it's all interconnected. When you give up three goals in the first half, yeah, you're demotivated. You're, you're, you go flat. The game's over. And you're it's... It's difficult in those moments. It's very difficult. You give up early goals. It's difficult. You give up goals to the best player in the world. It's difficult. That's not an indictment on the offense. The issue is the defense because you're giving up those goals. And they don't have consistently the defensive identity that they need. This is a team that right now in the league table is five points out of third place. That's two games. This is a team that's right there and everything. Nothing, none, none of that's changed. You dropped a spot because of two losses in league play before this. But you're not going to climb that table if the defensive identity isn't stronger and clearer. And yeah, a little grittier and more physical. We've talked about the blocks a lot, and that's improved a little bit as the year's gone on. That's part of it. But also the other part is getting a body on people. Fouling when you need to foul. Making a statement. And in those moments where the game is is getting away, and this game got away, it got away from you, you could not keep it in your grasp, when it's starting to get away, those are the moments where you need that big tackle, that big defensive play, to spark some momentum within the group. This is the stuff that's not going to show up on, on an analytics board. It's the stuff that doesn't show up on a stat sheet. But in a 90-minute match, those moments are so critical. And if you go back and you look, after Miami got the first goal, and especially after they got the second, you didn't have those moments. The sparks were coming on the attacking end, which will happen with the talented players that you have, and that's good. But the overall lift, it's got to come from a big tackle, a hard foul, uh, you know, whatever it takes, a big block, like something thing defensively to give you a little more belief in those moments and it just did not come last night and it's going to have to come against Cruz Azul who's uh, according to some reports out of Mexico playing for Tuca Ferretti's future call from mom answer it call silenced Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game that's why they make ordering from your couch easy 
Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Well, as if there's enough for Atlanta United to be concerned with right now about the position that they're in, although I do think they are in a very winnable position coming up on Saturday. 100% they are. Cruz Azul is stumbling into this match. Um, you're going to have a winner. Uh, it'll go to penalties. Now, that might not be good if it goes to penalties for Atlanta United. They have the worst conversion percentage of the league by, like, 60-some percentage points right now. But um, we'll kind of chalk that up to maybe being a fluke more than anything. But In-game in is a little bit different than a shootout, too. It's not quite true. the same thing. Yes, also true. Um, yeah. Um, for example, someone who's struggling to make penalties can only go once. But uh, yeah. that, uh, that all being said, I do think, and I know this is not what everyone wants to hear and talk about this morning. Certainly no one wanted to talk about it last night when I tweeted the uh, advancement scenario. No one wants to hear this, but... <laughs> Yeah, you got your butts kicked last night, but you win Saturday. You might be going to Charlotte next Thursday. I'll tell you what, I'd love to get another crack at Charlotte right mm-hmm. now. Uh, Charlotte, uh, you know, maybe on the verge of winning their group. I uh, thought the the seating was maybe a little bit friendly to Charlotte. No disrespect to them, but Charlotte is a team. I'd like to play them again, quite frankly. Then you might get a little bit of momentum going. You know, then suddenly... You know, you beat Cruz Azul, which is winnable. You you get a good result against Charlotte on the road. You could very suddenly be in the round of eight and one more win away from being in Champions League next year. Um, it, it can happen. It's kind of like how Miami last night against the run of play, just boom, like that. Uh, kind of out of nowhere, they find a goal. This could snap back very, very quickly. But I do think that Atlanta United and Gonzalo Pineda right now, Jason, they have to consider – some personnel adjustments. And for me, Tristan Mayumba becomes incredibly important now in this discussion because, look, I love Santi Sosa. He he was in a very, very tough situation last night, having to go up against a, a countryman that I'm sure he idolizes, and, and he had uh, more tough moments than good last night, and that stinks. I hate that for Santi, but I think – You've got to get Mayumba into this team somehow. And if he can't start, I'm even open to the idea of starting Ozzy Alonso right now and just hope he can give you 45 to 60 minutes. Because that, to me, is, I think, where 
the uh, the fulcrum can start to shift a little bit in Atlanta United's direction when we talk about what they need to strengthen at this very moment. Yeah, you have to strengthen that, that part of the field. And, I mean, it could be the two of them playing together, honestly, is another possibility uh, of Alonzo and William Ba. And, and the question is just going to be the fitness for both on if they are able to do that. And we just don't know on both of them. Um, Alonzo has been playing fairly consistently, and he's went upwards of 30 minutes in games now. Can he stretch that to 60 if needed? Because if you can play 60, in my opinion, you can start. Because you always want that wiggle room. You don't want somebody who can only go 45 max, and then you get into the game and they actually can't, and they have to come out at 30, and you got to blow a sub opportunity. You don't want that. If he can play 60, he can start. Same with William Ba, and I think one of them has to start in this game. And you're going to have to be harder to beat here. And that's the that's the challenge. And look, that's the the talking points that we've had, honestly, for years. And this is a, a team and a club that wants to attack, wants to score goals, wants to entertain on that end of the field. But you have to have the other end as well, and you have to be difficult to break down. And it's hard to do both. It's not easy. And, I mean, think back, and we've talked about it this season. Pep Guardiola talking about it. And, and I know how much Gonzalo Pineda uh, admires Pep Guardiola's philosophy and the way he sees the game and the moves that he makes. He went to – because his teams are having this problem. His teams, Manchester City, as good as they've been – They've had this problem before about being too easy to, to break down and to score on. He went to playing four center backs and aligning them in a really unique, interesting way, and it suited that group. I mean, at times, five center backs. And basically, it's it's however you want to align it, two, three, three, two. That's defending. The rest are going. Separate it that way. You're not breaking us down. You're not coming through the middle on us. Maybe. I mean, you know, we've seen the three center back set up, but with a, a hybrid center back, maybe it is Robinson, Porata, and Abram. And, and then you have that three center backs who can all defend in those moments, plus the holding midfield of at least one of Alonzo or Muyava who give you a little bit more bite in front of that. That could free up the attack to be a little more free. And that could also make this team harder to break down. This game, I don't think on Saturday, is going to be a high-scoring one uh, unless it, it gets away from one team. I think it's going to be a very tight game. I think it's going to be a 1-0, one one-goal kind of game. Um, and it's going to come down to those individual moments. And, and look, in the defensive half of the field, Atlanta United hasn't won many of those defensive moments this season. In the attacking half, they have. But you've got to have more security defensively or you're not going to advance in this tournament and then you have a long layoff and, and it makes it harder to hit the ground running when you go to Seattle when league play resumes oh yeah I mean think of what you have to do when you come back after league's cup Seattle Nashville Cincinnati Dallas yeah it, it's about it's it's tough because the freshness that you would have yeah it's great that, that's good. The players will be fresh, and they will be fit, and, and you'll have that side. But they won't. 
talked to New England from the playoffs a couple years ago about yeah. being super fresh, and and they got fit hard mm-hmm. because their layoff was too long, in part because their coach didn't want to play on Thanksgiving. But that's yeah. beside the point. Because um, you're not sharp in those moments. Right. You can be, you can run, but you're not going to be as precise with your passing, with your control, with that decision making in moments because you're not sharp because you haven't played competitive games. You can set up friendlies. You can do things that will help but you can't replicate a competitive match. And I think it's really important for Atlanta United to get past Cruz Azul, get a knockout game, hopefully more, and continue to be better for that last 10 games where, you know, I hate to say like it or not, but it feels that way at times. Yeah, it really This does. team has a lot in front of them in 10 games left in the league. You're yeah, five I, points out of third right now. And I you am- beat the team in third. I am alarmed, and I I brought this up after the Orlando match, and someone on Twitter said I was out of touch for bringing this up. I'll say it again. I am alarmed at the amount of people who call themselves Atlanta United fans who are rooting against this team right now. Uh, That, to me, is alarming. I don't know what the the point of that is. There isn't one. Um, And and I really, really hope there's solid support in the building on Saturday. I know it's a weird ticketing situation. It's a completely separate ticket from season tickets. So um, I don't know what the crowd's going to be. I'm sure there will be a lot of Cruz's old supporters there. And that's cool, by the way. That that makes for yeah. a really good atmosphere. But I, I just hope for for Atlanta United's sake, I, I just I hate this notion that, oh, it's over. Screw it. You know, I, I hope they lose out. Screw it. Um, they have a lot to play for right now. And they have some pretty attainable goals still in front of them if they take care of what they need to take care of. You know, they can get into the knockout phase of this tournament with a win over a team that has not won yet this Mexican season and a team whose coach is reportedly about to be sacked at home. You know, and then you could advance into, you know, a, a deeper knockout phase if you beat a team that you beat on the road 3-0 this year and you would play them again on the road if they end up playing Charlotte. Then back in the league year, you're still six points above the line right now. You're three points out of hosting a playoff game. I'm not sure if this team is going to be a favorite to win MLS Cup, but you never know once you get in there what could happen. And I'm just so puzzled by this rhetoric that's out there right now that oh no no yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, I'm not going again this year uh they've been bad for a long time i'm not entertained i hope they lose i don't understand that mentality i, I do understand the frustration sure absolutely do get that not saying the frustration is wrong i was frustrated last night i don't want to go home and pour myself a triple bourbon i was really pissed last night really pissed because you don't want Atlanta United getting touched up like that on a global stage. It, 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 it you know, rightly or wrongly, it's going to be perceived a certain way. You never want to see that. I was ticked off last night. I'm sure a lot of you watching us were frustrated too. So I get the frustration. I think that's okay. That's part of being a fan, but I just don't understand this. Let's give up what, what you're going to improve your super draft position. <laughs> By, by giving up and, and <laughs> I don't get that. I do not understand oh. that mentality. I don't get it. Nah, some of it is performance art for the bird app. Some it of it be. is. I hope that's what it is. Some of, some of it is. Um, b- 
but there there does need to be a a vocal level of support for these players wearing that shirt on Saturday because this is a big game and this is a big yeah. game for a lot of them and they need that level of support and they deserve that level of support and cool. I hope they get it because can I interject it's a big something one. on that season? I think that's really really important. I think I, I want to interject something on that. I think there's a subset, maybe it's a large set of supporters of this club who are angry at where the club is right now because the roster is a certain way or, you know, whatever. The players on that pitch did not make the decisions that uh, shaped the roster of this team. And by the way, I would just add the roster of this team was constrained in, in very large ways due to MLS salary rules. But that's beside the point. Do not punish the players no. because you don't like, oh, they signed this guy or or they 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 let go of this guy. That I don't think that's fair to 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 take your protest out on guys who are giving everything they're giving for the shirt. You know, you you watched the match last night, and it was not a good night. All how many players ended up playing last night? Outfield players, 14 or 15. I can't remember if they left the sub on the board or not. Um, 15, I think. I think it was 15. All 15 players who walked off that pitch last night were drenched, drenched in sweat. Uh, you know, that full-time whistle blew. Some players collapsed because of what they exerted, and that's at a 4-0 loss. These guys are fighting for the shirt right now. And I just, I do not like the notion that because they've lost a couple in a row and Messi did this and we're frustrated that they haven't done that and the transfer window and all that, I don't understand the mentality of, oh, we're, we're, nah, we're not going to support those players who are fighting for us right yeah. now. I do not like that. I really, really hope that there is a, a lot of noise supporting this group in the building on Saturday. This is going to be like, for people who have talked about wanting home playoff games and all these different aspects of it, that's what you got on Saturday. That's what this is. Yeah. You don't get these atmospheres very often. You don't get these moments. You don't get the intensity level that you're going to get on Saturday all that often. This is a big game, and it is an important game. And I, I hope that the the atmosphere and the noise in the building matches that. I really do. Uh, Cruz Azul, you know, they're not Chivas, they're not Club America in terms of size of fan base, but you're talking about one of the older, prouder clubs in Mexico. There are going to be a number of Cruz Azul fans in the building, and they will make noise, and I hope that that's matched. This is a, this is a huge game. I mean, for me, it just it keeps coming back to you've got to be solid through the middle defensively, and if you can do that, in general, this team has scored a goal. In, I mean, in general, they've scored a goal in every game but three this season. They need to be harder to break down through the middle. And if they can do that against Cruz Azul, they can advance, and then they can do the same thing against Charlotte, and, and likely Charlotte. Charlotte has their own destiny in their hands. Uh, they get Nacoxa on Saturday as well, and a win puts them through as the group winner, and it would be Atlanta going to Charlotte if Atlanta wins and Charlotte wins. And that you know, I don't know what the uh, – I'm actually a little curious about this right now. I'm going to see if they have the numbers on this right now. Um, While you look, I'm going to give you a prediction for tonight. While you give look, me a prediction I, for tonight, yes. I, I and I'll give you numbers for tonight as well. 
I do want to switch gears a little bit. I think it's a one-one draw tonight. And Ooh. yeah, I do. I, I think it's gonna be I think Holland's gonna be up for it. I really do. And um I could see a situation where the USA might be chasing this match a little bit. Um I, I just I have a weird feeling about it. Um it's a very, very attractive group stage game. I mean, it's a rematch of the last final. So it's a really, really attractive group stage game. I thought the USA was underrated in the way they played Friday night, to be quite frank. I thought there was um, the the rhetoric around their performance. I thought was a, a teeny bit harsh. I thought it was demeaning to Vietnam, to be honest with you. I, I thought the USA played okay. I mean, they, yeah. they didn't play. They weren't totally dominant they weren't in terminator mode as you say but they were they were good uh but i think holland's up for it tonight i think they play for a 1-1 draw and then uh that really puts some pressure on the the end of the group stage because going through first or second could dramatically alter the path to the world cup final for the going US. through period and that's the that's the element here uh the way the group has played out so far it's going to be interesting, even with a win tonight. And, and the U.S. is favored, minus 160, according to FanDuel Sportsbook. Uh, the Dutch are plus 450 to win. The draw is plus 260, which is not a crazy number there, Mike. Um, Portugal plays Vietnam, and Portugal's a massive favorite there, as they should be. You would expect Portugal to pick up three points. Let's say the U.S. wins. They're on six. The Dutch are on three. Mm-hmm. Portugal's on three. The Dutch play Vietnam in the last game. You would expect them to pick up the win and get to six. Portugal is capable of beating the U.S. Portugal in their first tournament, this is a very good Portugal team. It was a 1-0 win for the Dutch over Portugal. That game gets really interesting. If this game finishes in a draw tonight, everything gets even more interesting when it comes down to that last group stage day where you might be scoreboard watching about goal differential with the Netherlands and Vietnam, depending on how things shake out. Um, For League's Cup, Cruz Azul is a plus 190 to win, and Atlanta United is a plus 115 to win in regulation. Uh, Plus 240 is the draw in regulation, and I don't know how sicko they are in terms of getting into the rest of it. Um, I'd have to dig kind of deep here. But yeah, the regulation result, Atlanta is the favorite, plus 115, Cruz Azul plus 190. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I I think it's going to be tight. I think it'll be low scoring. It's interesting. These teams played in the preseason. It's Mm -hmm. actually very high scoring. It was a 3-3 game. Atlanta played first choice for the first hour of that match. Noah Cobb had an own goal late that uh, I think secured the draw for Cruz Azul. But that was a bazillion years ago, relatively. (laughs) In fact, Luis Arruzzi. For both teams. Yeah, for both teams. (laughs) Luis Arruzzi scored in that, that match as well. Um. So, I mean, look, I, 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 there's going to be a lot of pressure. I will say mm-hmm. that. I think both teams will face a lot of pressure. Sometimes pressure can make teams play tight, and I think you might get that on Saturday. But I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Uh, you know, look, I didn't like what happened last night, but I still love being at the park and, and, and seeing these matches live, and it sucked to see Atlanta United get touched up like that. But, boy, what a treat it was to see Messi. 
Um, so we'll we'll see what happens. And Busquets, and and Busquets. I mean, yeah. he he's rustier. He had a longer layoff than, than Messi, and I thought the fatigue really got him sooner. Yeah. Uh, he had some very bad passes, and, and some of that is building the chemistry with the people around him. But he's also just a, a, a genius with the ball in those positions, well, and that ball to Messi over the top. Good grief! Miami's kids too. That left back. Um, uh, I, I, Noah Allen. Noah Allen. Yeah. yeah. Name slipped me for a second. Noah Allen up to Taylor. They were very good coming down the yeah. lap. Allen was good. Kremoski. Really good. Yeah. Um, it, so, I mean, I Miami is going to have an issue now. If Kristoff is hurt and McVay is suspended, yeah. which he certainly he will is. be because yeah. he has the red card, uh, they've got a problem at center back going into their next match. But, um, but boy, Busquets, it, and he had a couple howlers last night, but um you know for as many howlers as he had he he had those moments of individual brilliance were like whoa this guy this guy is really really good too all right before before we go i have one thing for you please you're gonna like this okay the league's cup disciplinary committee decisions have come out yeah and for the first time in 2023, and this is a different competition, it's a different committee because it's joint between MLS and Liga MX, I, I will read one of their determinations. Club Leon was given a warning in accordance with Article 17.54 of the League's Cup 2023 competition regulations for delaying the start of the second half of the match. There you go. I love it. They've been given a warning officially. Yeah. Did I see uh, – oh, heck, I, I think I deleted the email. Let me pull it up uh, really quick. Um, th- there were uh, – Alan Polito got a multi-match. Oh, yeah, that was a nasty headbutt. Uh, he deserved a multi-match. Yeah, and then, um, uh, yes, uh, a Cruz Azul player. Yeah, um, Salcedo, Carlos I think. Salcedo yeah. and – uh, Sholo's coach is this El Piojo Miguel Herrera? Oh yeah, no Piojo's uh, back at Sholo's. Yeah, yeah. Uh, issued warnings for making negative comments to media or on social media regarding the work of tournament referees. Yeah, yeah. Uh, um, Piojo was not very happy. Piojo had to deal with Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, I yeah. would have loved to have been between the benches for that one to hear anything <laughs> that Piojo and Jim Curtin would have been saying back and forth. I'll tell you who I would have been rooting for. And, uh, <laughs> would not have been Jim Curtin. Uh, oh, yeah, Abel wants to know if Leon does it again. Do they get a fine? I think. I hope so. One of the one of the little secrets that I think people don't realize is like we get these disciplinary committee findings all the time about like uh, failing to leave the pitch in a timely manner. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Mass confrontation warnings and stuff like that. Fines at MLS are relatively nominal. Yeah. Relatively nominal. Uh, you know, they're not going to, I mean, no one likes getting fined, but they're not going to kill anyone. Uh, I, I think, you know, for subsequent violations, what I would do, uh, I've said caution the manager. Someone else said caution the captain. Uh, if you start cautioning the captain, you're really going to see this put to an end very, very quickly. Yeah. Um, I even remarked last night, I, it felt to me like halftime in Miami was faster than a usual MLS halftime last night, but that, that could have just been me. I don't know. I uh, think it was, but you know, I would figure they'd be trying to make it longer to cram in more ads. True, true. But no, I mean, I, I love the suggestion of if you caution the captain, if you caution an outfield player, um, that carries a lot more weight than cautioning a manager. 
because manager gets sent off, you're still 11 v 11. Player gets sent off, obviously it's a lot different. So, yeah. Good question, though. Good question uh, by Christopher. Okay. 6.30, Saturday night, Five Stripes Countdown. 7 o'clock will be the kickoff. Atlanta United Cruises will we'll be on uh, 92.9, the game in Odyssey, but we won't be on Apple TV. So just remember mm-hmm. that. If you want to sync us up, you have to use the Odyssey app. I will be at the Premier League matches this evening as a fan. So if you're in the Harris Club, come tap me on the shoulder. And uh, unless you're some people here on the Twitch pitch who frequently disagree with me. But if Tom, <laughs> Tom, if you're there, tap me on the shoulder. I, I always like talking to you. And uh, you'll have Atlanta soccer tonight at 11 p.m. Yep. As USA Holland is winding down. I'll be very curious to hear what you and Jess have to say about the match tonight. Yeah, that's at 11 till 12. We'll, we'll talk about the match uh, as it is ending, and we will talk about everything that's happened in the tournament. Ireland with an Olympico, but it wasn't enough this morning. Spain and Japan are, are just wrecking shop right now. Um, lots of good stuff going on in the Women's World Cup. We'll get you caught up on that. And if you didn't see as well, Atlanta United 2 will be behind closed doors on Friday uh, due to the pitch conditions in Kennesaw. That's going to be streamed this time around, but we'll have the the SDH Network audio call as well that we were somehow able to scramble up on Sunday. I still don't know how we did that, but we will be doing it again on Friday night if you want to join us that way. All right. Well, looking forward to Saturday, and uh, hopefully we can flush the memories of this one uh, quickly, although I think we're going to be remembering this match for a long time, and uh, maybe not because of Atlanta United, but uh, it, I, I agree with Tom Russo in the, in the Twitch pitch. Like I said again, the last thing I wanted to see was repeat highlights on ESPN all day today, Atlanta United being on the wrong end of that. I, I was thinking, wow, great. We're going to get a lot of highlights of MLS across the world because of what, a messy, what Messi did. But, boy, I hate it when it's against Atlanta United. And hopefully, uh, hopefully it won't be the case again anytime soon. So we'll see you Saturday. Thank you for joining us. And we'll be back here next Wednesday, 2 o'clock, for another edition of Stoppage Time on Twitch and the 92.9 The Game Facebook page. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.